Hello, and welcome to this research-focused podcast from RCVS Knowledge. During these podcasts, we will be covering all aspects of veterinary clinical research, from getting involved in research in practice to discussing published papers and evidence, with particular emphasis on how we can integrate them into our clinical practice. Hello, my name is Sally Everett, and today I'm delighted to be talking to Alex German about his involvement in the research paper entitled Comparison of Growth in Neutered Domestic Shorthair Kittens with Growth in Sexually Intact Cats. Alex, as many of you will know, is Professor of Small Animal Medicine at the University of Liverpool, and his main research interest is obesity. Welcome, Alex. Before we start discussing the paper, could we perhaps just put some context around this research? Uh, yes, of course. And Sally, it's great to be here. Thank you for inviting you. me. Um, so this is one of actually four papers that we've had so far, which have been looking at the development and validation of so-called growth standards for puppies and kittens. So the two, the first two papers were, were puppies. The third was actually one in kittens where we actually developed some standards for sexually intact individuals. And this fourth paper is then one that's actually looking at neutered cats. And of course, this one's particularly important because, of course, most pet cats are neutered yeah. during growth. OK, yeah. um, so what we were keen to do here was to actually look at what impact neutering has on, on cats and kittens as they grow, partly to decide then whether the original standards for intact cats would be appropriate and if not, what adjustments might we need to make to have a tool for, for vets in practice? Yeah, that makes sense. So going back to this paper, the title is Comparison of Growth in Neutered Domestic Short-Haired Kittens with Growth in Sexually Intact Cats. It's a really important subject, but it's quite a complex paper that includes data from two separate studies. Perhaps we could just start by sure. outlining those two studies. Yeah. Yeah, so there are two studies. There's a big data study and then there's an experimental study. Yeah. And if I may, we'll maybe talk about the first, the, the big data study first, yeah. and then we can come on to the second. Um, so in the first study, what we did was model growth patterns um, using data that we'd acquired from cats that attended Banfield clinics. That's a network of over 900 vet hospitals across North America. So a key advantage of, of this approach was that the population is absolutely massive. We're talking millions of weight records from millions of cats. And that means you can really filter down that data into a population of interest. And that's what yeah. we did in this particular study. OK, um, so we only included data from cats that we knew were healthy in their early life. That's up to four years of age. And they were all in ideal condition. Um, so, so we effectively really did narrow that list down. Um, in order to actually look at the impact of neutering, what we actually did was divide the cats into quartiles. So we had four groups, and that was based on the age that they were neutered at. And so ultimately, we ended up, of course, with eight groups. So we have four quartiles for male and four quartiles for female. OK, I should point out that um, the quartiles were very slightly different 
yeah. for male and female, but not <laughs> not significantly so. Um, so as an example, quartile one was up to 20 weeks of age for males and it was 21 in females, but yeah. statistically that made no difference. But generally speaking, we've got groups broadly classified on the age that they're neutered. <laughs> Just, I think one thing that's worth pulling out here is when they said ideal body weight, they were actually only divided quite broadly into sort of underweight, ideal and overweight. They weren't yes. actually on a sort of nine point. The, body there conditions. was well, actually, many, many of the records were based on a five point score, but yeah. it was easier just to divide just to that. Do, so we yeah. basically anyone that was recorded as underweight or overweight was excluded. Was excluded. Yeah. Also, if in the text that the vet wrote, there was any indication that they were overweight or underweight, even if they'd not recorded it in the condition score box, that was included as well. It basically means you end up filtering a lot of data out, but because it was such a big, big population data, so. to begin with, there's still plenty to work with. Okay, so we've got all this, this data. So what did we do? So we performed both a visual and a statistical analysis of essentially weight changes. And I think at this point I should emphasize that we're talking about growth, yeah. but we're actually using body weight measures and weight change as a yeah. proxy for growth. So, yeah, you're not measuring these cats and saying no, they've and, technically and that, that's got important. bigger. And, yeah. it, and it comes on to why we did the second study. The, the reason being, of course, it will capture um, what I call physiological growth, so normal development where we're having an increase in stature as a result of skeleton and soft tissue growing yeah. appropriately. But, it, but of course, if you have extra fat gain, which would be inappropriate, it would capture that as well and it can't separate those two yeah. so we're, we're talking growth but it's probably better to think in terms of weight weight gain, gain. if that if that makes sense yeah. okay so we did this visual and statistical assessment um and that mainly used what we call z scores yeah. uh, another complexity <laughs> but really really think of a z score it's just a comparison of what happens in a neutered cat versus a sexually intact cat. So it's just yeah. looking at the difference. Okay. Um, and we can, we can uh, the, the hopefully be able to share some of the figures so people can yeah. see this. But basically key findings were that whatever age you neutered kittens at, there was extra weight gained compared with a sexually intact cat, didn't yeah. matter what age. However, that gain was greater in female compared yeah. with male cats. And the effect was actually less marked if you neutered later on, particularly after seven months of age. So, so those key findings is, yes, neutering has an impact whatever age, but bear in mind it's greater in female kittens and if that the impact seems to be less marked if you're neutering much, much later, later. After, after seven months of age. Okay. So that's our first study. Now, because we're, of course, just looking at body weight and we cannot separate the physiological sort of stature gain from body fat, it was then necessary to do this second, second study. study as well. Yeah. And this was this experimental study. Yeah. OK. Um, and here what we did was we looked at the impact that neutering had on body composition. So that's just proportions of body fat, lean and bone within the, uh, 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 essentially a, uh, the animal. And we took zoometric measurements. That's just basically using tape measures to look at body shape. And we're wanting to know what, what effect did neutering have on, on those two um, variables. 
Um, for this study, we only looked at female kittens, so it was a little yeah. bit limited there. And it was only kittens neutered at 19 weeks of age. So that's equivalent to, to kind of um, neuter group one in the one, first study. Yeah. So this was the lower end ones. Yeah, sure. yeah. Okay. And that was the group which had the most marked change. Exactly. That, yes. Yeah. So it was certainly well the the one of four has the least marked change. Marked change it, yes. But certainly at that age, there, there was a, a more marked, marked change, change than yeah. later on. That, that's fair. Um, so there were twenty two kittens, and we paired them up, and eleven of them were neutered at nineteen weeks, and their pair yep. remained intact, intact through their growth. And we looked at body composition using dual energy x-ray absorptiometry or DEXA, which is a very precise and accurate measure of composition. And as I say, we use tape measures to measure various parts of the body. So in this okay. study, we, we said that in the last one, we're looking at weight gain. And here Correct. we're genuinely looking at growth. Exactly. We're, 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 we're kind so of we... asking the question, what, what is yeah. that gain? Is it physiological? Yes. Is it just normal growth? They're just becoming, they're just growing faster and getting bigger or are they growing fatter? Yes. Um, or a bit of both, of course. So what did we find here? Well, basically, um, looking at the DEXA results before and after neutering, there is a small and statistically significant increase in the lean mass. Yeah. So they are larger overall, but the vast majority of any tissue gained was body fat. So that wouldn't necessarily be physiologically Logical. normal, if that makes sense. Um, and that was mirrored in the the zoometric measurements that the, 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 the kittens particularly had a larger abdominal girth yeah. and a bigger rib cage. It suggested, particularly in the trunk, they have had they've had that, that deposition of fat. Okay, so if we take this the, these results together, we, we, we're suggesting that that weight gain after neutering is mainly body fat, and my concern there, therefore, would be it wouldn't be just normal physiological growth that right. we can ignore. Okay. Okay, so overall, taking the two studies together, what would you say are the conclusions that we can draw from this study? Okay, good. Um, so first point, neutering can affect pattern of growth or weight gain, and particularly fat gain in kittens at any age, yeah. but the effect varies according to sex and the age that the kitten's neutered at. And remember, female greater than male. Yep. And if you're neutering later, much later, then the effect is less marked. Okay. And because it seems to be body fat gain rather than normal tissue gain, I would say that that would not be physiological. Yeah. So if we come back to the original aim of the study was to look at growth standards, it wouldn't be appropriate to develop standards specifically for neutered cats because of course it's not representing what would happen normally so it well it might normally in terms of statistically normally in that that's what okay. you should and cats are doing you could argue physiologically, physiologically if they yeah if, yes. the, if the natural status is not to have them neutered and and we can we can come on to that in yeah. a moment um instead what i would suggest is that you can use the standards developed for sexually intact cats yep and the advantage of doing that is that if you then see deviations in the pattern of growth, particularly gains, you can actually spot that early and, and do something about it. Yeah. So in, in some respect, using the section tap ones really would help us to spot these changes. So what we're aiming to do is to keep the, the neutered kittens, whatever age they're neutered at, as close as possible to the growth yeah. chart yes. for the sexually intact yeah. Yeah. cat. And I should emphasize for the sexually intact 
um, kittens that were done in the study three, yep. they were also all healthy yep. throughout their growth up to four years of age. And again, were always reported to be an ideal weight. So it's not like these were were, were, were sort of stray yeah. cats that were underweight or, or had illnesses yeah. and things like that. These we, we know those standards were based on healthy data, cat data. Yeah. So I suppose that the real crucial question that we come to and people in, in practice are going to be asked is, from this study, should we be starting to think about recommendations about age of neutering? That's a very good question. And I guess I should emphasize first that the study itself wasn't designed, say, to compare impacts of pre-pubertal neutering with post-pubertal neutering per yeah. se. So we're not arguing what's right or wrong for that. Um, the aim instead, remember, was to look at what impact can neutering have on our patterns of weight gain and growth and what should we do to monitor it so it was a, it was a different question um and we've got to remember of course that decisions about what age you would neuter an individual cat is very nuanced yeah. and you have to take take into account many health and welfare factors and for example um you know um it's recognized that pre-pubertal neutering might be beneficial for population control, particularly in stray cats. So there's lots of factors you need to take into account. Yeah. Um, of course, that said, with the current results in mind, um, I don't think we should ignore the fact that neutering later seems to have less of an impact on weight fat gain during this period. Um, most notably in female kittens after sort of seven months. So I'm not saying you do neuter that age, but I think it could be something you should take into account as an additional variable when making your decisions. Yeah. And nonetheless, whatever age you neuter at, I think I would say growth monitoring yeah. is, the, is the tool really we can do to, to make sure this doesn't become doesn't. a problem. So whatever age you're neutering puppies and kittens, to be mm -hmm. fair, get them back into the practice, monitor the weight carefully, especially yes. in the couple of months after neutering and make mm -hmm. any adaptations to diet that Ab are absolutely. necessary to keep them on the correct yeah. growth tra yeah. trajectory. Yeah. And, and that you know, it would go if you did decide for various reasons, early neutering was appropriate or late neutering was appropriate. It, I would still recommend you do that um, yeah. to ensure that you're, 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 you're you know, you're assessing the individual. Yeah. And that's a really practical thing that people can do in mm -hmm. practice and the nurses and the vets can work together with the owner and convince them they're all doing the best for the animal. So yeah. that leads us on to, so what does this mean in practice about neutering in the, in the round? Sure. Yeah. Again, we neuter for various reasons and most, most cats are neutered, many dogs are neutered as well. Um, and But we have to bear in mind that additional fat gain can happen at any age and we need, therefore, to be looking out for it. Yeah. And, and the question, I suppose, practically comes, how can we do this? Um, you might think about perhaps using body condition score. Um, the trouble with body condition scoring is it's quite insensitive and it varies depending on individuals. And if you remember in the first study, we actually only looked at cats that were reported to be an ideal weight yeah. so my concern is and we still saw these weight gain effects occurring so my concern would be that that tool would not be sensitive enough to spot what yeah. the, the changes we're seeing um so instead i would strongly recommend using growth charts yep. to monitor how kittens are developing and puppies for that matter because there are puppy charts available um and that's the good news bit here 
Um, yeah. We have charts now available that can be used free of charge at any time yeah. by anyone. That's is I, how often do you hear that? I guess in the current. <laughs> The puppy ones are available actually for puppies. There's also an electronic tool in the website and, and there'll hopefully yeah. be one for kittens in due course, which yeah. just makes things a bit easier. Okay. So if you start that as, as a, in, in practice, first time you see a kitten or a puppy, I would start getting weights and start them off on, on, on the chart, either the paper or electronic version. Um, as you mentioned um, already, particularly after neutering, I'd make sure we get some very frequent weight measurements because you can then rapidly spot if something is changing yeah. and take remedial action it, it might mean adjusting food yeah. intake for example would probably be the most likely thing um and that allows us to be proactive and to make the changes before yeah. they occur and my way of using the growth charts tell me if i'm wrong here is that you're tracking hopefully along one of the centile lines absolutely yeah there, sh there may be a little bit of variation but if it goes above more than one mm -hmm. centile line further away that's mm. the time either side that's yeah. the time to start looking for reasons yeah. and taking action yeah it, they're just showing you average changes and so you might yeah. have individuals that will bounce around some are very close some bounce around more and a little bit of bounce is allowed yeah um certainly i i tend to i'm uh, in my own puppy my own puppy's kids i've weighed them every week <laughs> and be very precise but you don't have to be as precise as that and certainly if they go up towards two centiles that's a definite intervention but for yeah. but for neutering i think any change up Changes. towards one centile for uh, me would be something i would suggest as you'd... an adjustment yeah, yeah. brilliant Great. thank you very much alex that's very that's interesting okay. and i'm sure we'll have given our listeners not only a much greater understanding of the research but also how we can apply these findings in practice if anyone would like further details of the study we'll provide links to the published paper uh to the growth charts um, on the website. Um, RCVS Knowledge also have a spotlight feature bringing together evidence on all sorts of different factors that can affect neutering called benefits and risks of neutering. So you might be interested to look at that. If you have enjoyed this podcast and would like to find out more about veterinary clinical research and evidence in practice, please have a look at the evidence and library sections on our website. For more podcasts from RCVS Knowledge, find us on your favourite podcast platform.